You're listening to Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon. I'm Brenda. This is our 90th episode, Brenda. 90th! Episodes. Oh we are 10 God. episodes away from 100. <gasps> oh, wow. So, this is yeah. so cool. Actually, I do love 90. I love the number 9. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm so glad. Yeah. Thanks for um, having me. Yeah, it's bittersweet. By now, we would have reached 100. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't for lockdown. Mm, it's mm, been mm. really difficult. With Our last episode was recorded over the internet and it was hellish to even mm, record mm. because Timothy is... His internet was just so bad. <laughs> he was, I was going to say he was far, but he wasn't. He was here <laughs> in Kampala as well. But the, like, the recording was just so... Yeah, I like that we are out of lo- the actual lockdown. Like, yeah. we're still kind of in lockdown, mm-hmm. but it feels good to have, to even just come over to, an, to a friend's house. I know, you know. <laughs> it's yeah, really, so. really, really great having you here. Thank you. So, I definitely am very curious to hear about your movie experiences. Like, throughout this, what has it been like watching movies? What has mm. been your experience? Uh, I'll just say it has been such movies have been like a lifesaver, honestly, mm-hmm. in ways of spending the time. It was really not even just even to kill time, but I found myself after some time I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to just watch everything that is out there just because I can. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I was a bit intentional, other times I was like, okay, let's just throw on whatever and whatever would catch my eye. I was curious about it. But yeah, I watch lots of stuff, new stuff, old new stuff, stuff yeah. short films, mm-hmm. you know, TV shows, everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I don't have the chance to actually watch movies, like next, like I don't know if things, if, if life like really goes back to, you know, like I don't, I don't know if normal is the word, but like mm-hmm. the, the, the busyness of life, if we go back to that. I don't know if I'll have, you know, I'll ever have this much time to watch stuff ever again. So you, well, has it been easy, like? you were always in the mood for them because like mentally it's just a weird space to be in mm. like how has it been was no. it helping you or like what was that like i can say i'm always in the mood for a good movie but it's different when you have to plan for the day and say okay this is what i'm going to do and this is movies throughout mm. you know like but it was helpful because i actually um i'm very lucky that i have a partner who is very um, how can I put? He's also is equally a movie buff, yeah. so we both have like our taste in movies. Like we sometimes it differs, but mm-hmm. most of the times we watch the same stuff and we enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's really good at like looking for the movies and everything and downloading. And for me, finally, actually learned how to download. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I learned how to download. Um, but yeah, so would like watch you know stuff because even before lockdown, we're big movie people. So like. You would watch movies and like talk about them and you know um but this was different because now we always have to have something to watch i actually was forced to like i said learn how to download stuff yeah go and look out for stuff for myself mm-hmm. um and i found some really cool stuff i found stuff that i if it wasn't for lockdown mm-hmm. i wouldn't have made the time okay. to look for this stuff but um to share really what i've been watching i think Miss June 10th stood out for me uh, a lot. Uh, it's really, it's uh, Nicole Bihari. And uh, I hope I said her name, second name right. I don't know. But yes, yeah, so um, she plays this. Have you seen it? 
Yes, I've watched Miss yeah, Junior. It is so good. I really loved it, and actually, I rewatched it like two days ago. It it really, and I I I had no idea it was directed by a woman because the name. The first time I watched it, I was like, "Wow, this is such a beautiful movie." How I wish it had been directed by a woman. And then I googled the movie. I googled the movie and the filmmaker, and I'm like, "Oh wait." Shining Godfrey peoples <laughs> like sis. Um, okay, okay, this is a sis call. <laughs> Let's you know. So, so yeah, I was, I was yeah. like, yay! So it's over. I know. I know? felt that. So, I went through the exact. Same it was such a relief. Yeah. yeah. So it's about this young, this uh, young woman who had a um, a teenage, who had a daughter while she was a teenager, mm. and she was she had just won this beauty pageant where she was supposed to get a scholarship, mm-hmm. but because she got pregnant. She couldn't, you know, the scholarship was taken away. But then now her daughter is, is now the of the beauty pageant age. So she wants to put her daughter into the same pageant so that she can win the scholarship. She's like, if I missed out on this, you don't have to. So it's a, you know, it's like a fight. Like the mother has to get that daughter to like, because she's more of like, she's kind of like a tomboy. Yeah. She wants to dance. Mm-hmm. She wants to do all these things. But the mother's like, you have to be a lady. You can't wear these shorty shorts. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. You have to do this. So, and then overall, it's like that journey of this mother trying to realize her dream through her daughter. Mm-hmm. But then eventually she realizes that her daughter has her own dreams and she doesn't have to live in that in her past because she feels like she failed. Yeah. But and then she's also free to like chase her other dreams of being a business owner and all of that. So I really loved that. And uh, yeah, I I I personally have actually I had uh, when I was at uni. I actually I won a beauty pageant. What? Yes, I did. I was what? in a beauty pageant. Um, it was a very hilarious. The way it happened was hilarious. I was. It was like my friends kind of just dared me into this thing i even i even went for miss uganda like i did i had <laughs> i know it's crazy right me <laughs> what <laughs> i know it's crazy <laughs> what was that yeah, I mean, oh, it was a crazy experience so when i tell you that i loved miss juneteen it was because literally i was that person because i was in my s6 back i remember and I was such because in high school and even before I was such a big tomboy and all of that. And for me, the way I saw it during my my S six vacation was this was my opportunity to you know try different things and whatnot. So it kind of crossed my mind that you know what I should I should try modeling because I was really bored. I had so much time on my hands. I I don't know how to be a still person. Okay, lockdown has now told me it's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> but you get so anyway. Long story short. I entered this beauty pageant and then I, I was actually before the beauty pageant I was doing a bit of modeling work you know because at that time I was in my I was in my early 20s I looked a certain way mm-hmm. that was very acceptable at the time uh-huh. uh, yeah so um and I yeah I did it for like about two three years I was making some nice cash on the side and then beauty when I joined you know um, when I was at uni there was this beauty pageant you know that I did and that was even after like I'd gone for Miss Uganda I didn't win that one but it was never even about winning for me it was really about putting myself out there because I I don't know what happens when you're twenties you're like such a daredevil you know like yeah, you do anything like that <laughs> <laughs> but most of these decisions I made over mm. over drinks. <laughs> <laughs> with some friends oh who'd be God. like yeah you can do it i think you can mm. do it you know you, you you look like you can win this thing so anyway long story short i did win a pageant which went that's like a, a different story it went like a 
it's a story to tell someday honestly and i keep Yo, thinking that you know yeah, what i should do such this a story so i had this whole experience and i was such i was such a tomboy so i struggled with wearing high heels and dresses and makeup and what and it's so crazy because now i'm in that space where i'm like i'm like okay i can try these things i can mm. be feminine it's great so anyway that that was my experience so when i tell you miss juntin that's why it's even like i love this so much and by the time i actually walked away from that beauty pageant it had opened so many doors for me mm. Because I remember actually after I won this beauty pageant, I got my first TV job, my uh, TV show. Then after I got a radio show, like it, it kind of like just like what? went. It then when yeah, it gave me opportunity after opportunity. So for like the the first half of that past of the past decade, I was just doing all of these things that I'd never thought I would ever do. People keep saying, "Oh, did you ever think about ending up on TV already?" I'm like, "No, I just happened to go for this." thing that I thought was just a, a fun thing to do mm. and then you know it just happened I never I didn't spend my it days it is a road to opportunity yeah right? it opened so many doors for me even up to now I have you know even like in my family or even some friends they all know like that's that what really kick started my career like you know and then I ended up like even by the time I was in drama school you know like because I was, you know, on TV, I got like an acting role here. I said, like, I did a little bit of that. Mm. So really, when I tell you this beauty pageant stuff is what like got me into this entertainment um, world. It was really, it wasn't a mistake. I don't believe in, you know, in mistakes. So, and there was a time when I used to feel so embarrassed about it because I felt yeah. like I would look back, I'd be like, what? I went for a beauty pageant? What was I thinking? Because now I know what beauty pageants are. Like they're really People just look at them as shallow. Yeah, they're shallow, shallow and they're very and they're very sanitized mm. and you know it's all about beauty mm. and the way you look and everything but I feel like for me mm. it opened so many doors for me because it didn't take anything away from me. Mm. It just exposed some things in the beauty industry, mm. uh, beauty pageant industry, but I was I think because of who I am and what not to say that okay, I had these strong values because we all know when you knew that age you don't have that. Don't but like, I had some sense, okay. Mm. If I'm to say, I had some sense, and because of this sense, I knew that you know, even when in the end there was no car for me because they told us, oh, there's going to be a car. You didn't. Get I didn't a get car. a car. I didn't. I, that's the thing. My expectations were so low, super low. But in they the, can't lie about that. They lie about stuff like that all the time. They lie about cars. They lie about taking me to other countries. They lie then about. Then when you come and ask for your car, what do they say? Listen, I was supposed to get a car. I was supposed to go to Nigeria. I was supposed to do all. Uh-huh. It was crazy, but it never happened. But you see, I got, I got. I got a TV show, I got a radio show, I did. You get, and this was all because of my personality and my, you know, what I brought to the table as opposed to what the beauty pageant. So yeah, Miss Juneteenth, watch it. <laughs> wow, that's really great. Yeah. So my pick is mm. the one I feel the most strongly about in all the five. Mm. It's a show called P Valley. Have you heard about it? No, you told me about it though. Okay, it's my mission in life to make sure as many people what because I love it so so. P Valley and it stands for Pussy Valley. Oh, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So Pussy Valley, it's by a lady called Katori Hall. I've been really listening to interviews with her. She's so amazing. She's a playwright. Mm -hmm. She did Pussy Valley on Broadway. It was like a three-hour play. Okay, but she's like. It's not work like there's so much story in this yes, in this thing. So yes. she made it a series. It's on stars, so it's not on Netflix and stuff. You need to download. You have it. to look for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So far, it has seven episodes, and the story is about people uh, who are working in a strip club called The Pink. 
the pink is in south in the south of america you know how the black southerners are mm, different mm, from yes they have like differences i would never be able to really talk about it properly but there's a difference yeah there's a distinction with black southerners and the way mm, they speak mm, 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 mm. and the best thing about it even when i liked like before recording uh brenda and i talked about how a lot of tv shows have uh c- tend to center on rich people like power and that kind of thing this whole like the the stories you see so much yeah. in, with black american stories is someone so powerful and their struggles in so much power the only talk of struggle like it's something in the past something they overcame like it's tiring i just tired of rich people <laughs> yes i so like it's so tiring and this is a story of strippers who are struggling so they are proper mm. middle class low income people and they are always hustling and they like the hustlers that the ladies from the so yeah. that's an easy comparison mm. but it is not that at all yeah. because hustlers okay. is <laughs> it's not that at all first of all it's all black women there's mm. one white woman and the struggle is in like the barrier that the women in in uh, in hustlers had was mostly met the men in the around them and just society's view upon them. Mm. Here it's really straightforward to show like who is oppressing them, which is the white people in the town and also the men in the clubs. And it's it's really I don't know it's, there's a way it's concentrated on a, on a black woman struggle and the way it tr- treats their lives mm. and show it's just so well done. And this expectation like it has even Episode one was scary for me, which I'll say because I was just thinking, oh no, this is a hustler's plot because it has a newcomer coming in, and you can see the one who is experienced, which was the jailer. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, oh no, is she going to mentor her? Mm. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so bored. Oh no, and that's not where it goes. So just for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and what I like about the characters, like the main, the main person who has fast billing. So I'm really going to say she's the main one. She's called Mercedes, and she's the most popular dancer, and she's the best dancer. But she's deciding to leave because mm. she has made enough money now, so she wants to get out of it. And they talk about it so well. Like they even show someone who was a stripper before, and now she's working for a mayor. Then this is a newcomer who is leaving a past behind. And this, I really love how they also talk about. Um, colorism because the one who's coming in is really light skinned mm. and she comes in she attends she goes on a pageant of sorts and wins instantly and they're like you've won because you're light skinned and they, wow. it's not like they're even really the way I'm saying it would make you think they're even moralizing it at any point no these are things that just come up in pieces it's a thing that is constantly present and if you look at it in comparison to some TV shows they tend to like have a special episode this episode the characters are going to show the colorism in black communities. You can <laughs> just see it's so planned. It's never like that. And they even use they call her high yellow. I think it's mm. high yellow. And they constantly call her that. It's just something that you really see is consistently present. Yeah. And it makes it so true. It's just sort of and then they have like the owner of the club is a guy I, she non-binary queer person who's called Alpha Clifford. Mm. She's amazing. Also really great great to see. But yeah, and the most impressive thing, which I'm like, you guys, you have to watch this show. I was I'm just to way it. too dumbfounded. There's the way they film the stripper scenes. Most mm. of all, the moves are so impressive. Yeah. Like, not even a half of what was done in Hustlers. Like, not even by half. And 
the way it's shot i'll just give one scene this mercedes is so good and she does extreme moves on the on the stripper pole mm-hmm. so there's a point where they film it and they are not showing they're not um using the sound of the audience they're con- only using her breath so she's breathing mm. so then she goes high up on the wall and puts her legs up and she's breathing harder breathing harder breathing harder wow then she drops down and the whole time first of all you're thinking is she going to fall they're really just giving you like her perspective of being on mm, that pole because it must be exhausting it's amazing guys you have to watch p-valley it's just so good p-valley so good there's part like i i tv shows are weird there's also there's some parts i really don't like about it there's some stuff <laughs> i'm like this is not fun <laughs> but then there's just so much good in it it's really great so p-valley Watch. I love that. Yeah. I also like that I'm you. I'm giving it to you today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good thing I carried my flash. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so, I because we've talked about a TV show, let me go to a TV show as well. Mm. Mm. I was obsessed with High Fidelity. Have oh. you seen it? Oh, the one the show with that. Was it cancelled? Yes. Oh, shut up. <laughs> High Fidelity was not cancelled. <laughs> was it that's such a controversy? That is Zoe Kravitz. Yes. Why are you being off Twitter? It's weird. Oh my God. <laughs> Why? Canceled. Can you imagine? They cancelled High Fidelity. Yeah. Oh, no. Come on. They cancelled. But tell me about it. Oh, I no, I have not. No, you have to. Please. So too. you mean? Oh man, I had no idea. No, I'm sad to break your heart. Listen, this is what happens when you decide to go off the grid. Mm-hmm. But um, I really loved High Fidelity because mm-hmm. this is because um, I it's originally uh, a book by a white man, yeah. a white male. So then they turned into a film, which was because when I watched High Fidelity, I also got the film, the the original film, and I just skipped through it. I first watched the original film and I was like, "What is this nonsense?" Right? <laughs> and then because it was really. I mean, like, you know, white man-centered and all that. But then when I watched the TV show, they tried to do something really different with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, with Zoe Kravitz being the lead character, a black woman, and there was, a, you know, a gay character. Then, of course, we had a, a plus-size woman, a black mm-hmm. woman. It was really like that. It was, you know how, like, so many of these shows are brought back, but then they're just trying to, like, make it uh, fit like the times but then they kind of like just go off or they just don't get it yeah. right I feel like High Fidelity got it right like Rob, this Rob first of all I loved her so much because she's such an asshole and for me I'm like I love women who are bad, be- badly behaved mm-hmm. you know like women who fuck up all the time and you know so I was so I was so in love with it and like the way if you've watched the f- movie which I don't really care about it's about this um, this woman who goes up, who, no, not the movie, the show is about this young woman who goes up, like, a list of her five That's worst... Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. a list of her five worst heartbreaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it goes in order. So this guy, like, she was engaged to, and then, like, like different um, people she has dated and why they were bad heart, heartbreaks. Mm-hmm. And then even her co-stars, one of them actually has, the gay guy has his... Oh. Um, his worst five heartbreaks, you know, mm. but that's a very, if you watch the show, you have to, okay, just watch it in one season. You can watch it. Yeah. It's really interesting the way they go about it. Like his first heartbreak. I mean, his top five heartbreaks. This is breaking my heart talking I'm about sorry. this. Okay. So, and then, um, we have, and among her, what? And I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but among her top, her heartbreaks is also a woman, mm. you know, like it's very, you know, <clears throat> 
to use for lack of a better word i hate the word but walk whatever so but yeah i really i guess i can move on from high fidelity no, because i am still you should still encourage okay give another one since so, you're so heartbroken yeah um <laughs> i'm so disappointed i'm like okay why so um maybe it's a good thing because i i don't know I found out to be a good thing. It was such a big controversy. And I'm saying it's a good thing I didn't find out when it happened. Why? I don't know. I feel like and I I, when I feel like I'm in the ancient times like news comes to me like mm. you know after a while like you you know. So anyway, so but it's a really well written show. I love the way it's you know it's filmed and directed. Zoe Graffiti's man. This this girl like I keep asking myself when did she learn how to do all these things? Like she's actually a good actor you know like she she is doing she's been working you can see she's been working at her craft mm. and it, she's und, you know undeniably talented and i'm actually excited to see us but uh, wait catwoman I was about to oh, say yeah, batwoman <laughs> yeah with Rob Patterson did you hear they got covid, got I, COVID? when i heard that yeah, I, <laughs> I honestly don't know i find it it it's not it's not it's not as interesting when it's 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 celebrities i don't know What do you like, mean it's not as interesting? Oh, okay, not interesting. I'm not that invested oh. because I'm like it's just what? they make I'm like, headlines. Yeah, so. they make headlines, mm. but I'm like what's he's he's not going to die. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 a rich white man. He's definitely going to survive this, you know, but mm. what about the people? You know, Muntua once we get. I know. That statement I know, right? So and they feel <laughs> They don't feel good about themselves. I know. Like, I'm thinking but I didn't say it. I haven't. I didn't say it in a minute. <laughs> I so I had to use it. But anyway, I think yes. Yeah, so high fidelity. Mm. So your turn. Um, my turn. I think. Let me be brief on this one. Mm. Um, no. Let me talk about this one. Movie. Netflix. Do you watch movies on Netflix? It seems you have not gotten into Netflix even through lockdown. No. This was the and time you gave to me your really password, invest. and yet I did not. I know. <laughs> But I sh- I'm going to. I yeah. really am. It's the same data as the one for downloading. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm. I'm a very. I'm su- have a, such a Ugandan mindset. Like, <laughs> I'm still about? like I'm still on that uh, downloading life or going to the video library. But, but I need to jump on that. It's good for randomness. Like I think I know where that comes from because yeah. I don't pay for anything in terms of okay no that's a lie <laughs> that's a lie guys that's a lie I, i do pay for stuff what um, i mean is i don't because i don't do cable i don't i don't you do, don't do dstv i don't do dstv don't anything do. so i am i just strictly get my flash or whatever and i just put in that's my tv and strict, i want mm. yeah it's not even like it's not like i'm trying to be strict or anything i'm just i think i'm just a lazy i don't know because this is it, do you know like dstv even when i like it is mm how i don't control the decision like i like mm. in the way the life you're talking about where everything you watch is with intention it's too intense for me there's some weeks we do it and i don't do that all the time though yeah but even when we do it on a weekend mm. then i like background noise oh i really i find background noise so important that people in the city remember there's just something playing so like dead dead moments yeah there's just okay netflix is good for it just has weights it has so many options and then you don't have to download it you just press play that is mm. very nice to experience okay and it's you don't have to worry about space and all that and yeah. now my pick is like netflix has been doing a lot of work mm. with nigerians south africans they're really building onto their african Mm, I like that you're going in this direction. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's increasing. It has really, really increased. 
and they even have a Twitter thing. Like when they open a Twitter account for something, you know, you know it's yeah, yeah, quite serious yeah, about yeah. It. Like the way they have for strong black black lead for black mm, films mm, and stuff. Mm, 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 mm. Then they have Netflix Niger. So there's a lot of South African, whether Nigerian content, but also you've heard of the series that are there, Blood and Water, mm, Queen Song. Yes, da, 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 da. yes, yes. There's mob content. Mm. Anyway, long story short, my pick for my favorite movie, I've not yet watched any of the series. I hope I ever will. Mm-hmm. I've watched, seriously, single, a lot of people watched it, but I think it's just okay. It's not worth talking about. Let's not go there. Anyway, the movie that I really like is called Sugar Rush. Mm, so I've not sh- seen it. Sugar Rush. It's, it's South African? Nigerian. Okay. It's completely, it's a proper Chinaijo. Yeah. And it's about three sisters who discover $800,000 in the house of a corrupt man. Hmm. They got caught and they end up having to team up with people to put him down, something like that. Okay. Now, Sugar Rush. Why I liked it. And I also, I watched it because, you know that thing where you just end up seeing a lot of people on your timeline say, mm, this is a this nice is, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has come up way too many times. I think it's time for me to watch yeah. it. Yeah. It's in the beginning, it's three sisters, right? And these three sisters are distinctively different. And they find that money. Brenda, the scenes when they've just gotten that money. Yeah. Real so funny. <laughs> Real African style. Oh my god. You know, like I'm like, you know, you know the humor in Nigerian in yeah, Nigerian movies yeah. of how exaggerated it I is. I know, yes. It is so exaggerated. But it is so funny. I was rolling. Like, rolling. Wow. Like they the, their move from brokenness to extreme wealth suddenly. It's like they could not believe it's it. like forty minutes of absolute gold. <laughs> gold. Gold. So <laughs> I just no, I've never been. I laughed and I have died. To see. You, it's I, at least worth it for those persons. It's so funny. Those guys are funny. Those people are just too funny. And it even kept reminding me, like their humor is very similar to Black American humor. Mm. They have like the Malum, the 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 Wayans, the Wayans, yeah, brothers. Like they have that kind of humor. It's over exaggerated. Mm-hmm. It just like it's a tone that's theirs. Also, it's theirs. And it's funny. And the only ones who can get good. it right. It's funny. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, the, this movie, why, like, you see where I tell you they get the money, corrupt man? Mm. That plot gets convoluted. It gets very. It gets. They twist, turns. <laughs> no, 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 like, that is not the gold in it. It yeah. gets too plotty. Plot, 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 they they overplotted oh, it. Oh, so that's the, yeah. So it's just so convoluted. It's not like the like the last twenty minutes are really not great. Like the in between is not nice. Mm. You see it deteriorating and it deteriorates oh, worse man. and worse and worse. Yeah. But those minutes, like and the and the in betweens of the sisters still having those rift those points where they are really hilarious. Mm. But there's a, like forty minutes of absolute gold. Yeah. Which makes sugar that they watch the yeah. That's so interesting. It's so so good. So that's my other thing. Okay, now that kind of reminds me. It's not on my list. Mm. It didn't make my list, but it reminds me of this show. It's it's also like um it's on it's a Zimbabwean. It's called the Cook Cook Off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's no. on Netflix as well. So it, it really is about this um this young single mother who gets into a a, a cooking competition. Mm-hmm. It's called the Chef, and like. 
the first 40 minutes of this movie <laughs> pure gold i'm like oh my goodness i can see why this thing made it to netflix you know and then the rest After of the that. movie it's like whoever was writing the script got tired or yeah, i don't know just, and like they just lost the plot they came up with very so many clichés and mm. they tried to they tried so hard to make yeah. it a romantic comedy and it wasn't exactly a romantic comedy and there's some characters who just pop up for no reason you don't know who they are you know so like it was that kind of confusing so i'm not even going to dwell on it it was just a rem- it reminded me of that, that. is exactly how sugar yeah. is exactly and you didn't want to talk about seriously single but actually remember when i watched seriously single i watched it because we have this thing where we watch movies ironically like <laughs> you know it's not going to be a good but i didn't hate of, seriously single. i i didn't hate it exactly I that's what i'm it's saying okay. it's I, I feel like i don't know how i can put it for me the 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 supporting role that the supporting actor was, was a lot more interesting she had a most interesting story arc in her relationship than the main character mm. yeah the main character was so i feel like i actually don't know if she's even funny you know i didn't find her I didn't that think she was meant to be funny i yeah. remember like when that movie ended i was like this movie is good for people like it's a good it's, it's a, a it's yeah on a moral stand yes like, like to tell like, women you know that what? it's okay to be single yeah that's it's such a for me that's what really stood out for me yeah it which was is shocking so, still because i didn't expect that ending yeah. i really thought it was going to be she was going to say yes because she was yeah. so obsessed with this guy but then um for me like i said i was so invested in the story of the friend the like it was friend. so much more i don't know but given overall it's a feel good and for me i'm all about yeah. hey we're getting african content on netflix and it's, it's great so hey it's a win you know so yeah okay now let me go what's your pick now my next pick um because now i think i need to be more so i watched up uh, there's this uh, i watched high note Yes, you yeah. like High Note. I liked High Note mm-hmm. because for me it was such an easy breezy mm-hmm. film. I liked it because I didn't have to think too much. Mm-hmm. I I was entertained. It was funny. It was romantic. Mm-hmm. It was it had Tracy Ellis Ross. You know, she was amazing. And um what's her name? Uh the Dakota assistant. Fanning. Dakota Fanning. Like, no, Dakota Johnson. Oh. And I was going to go with you. You are going to allow. I was going to allow. Dakota so, <laughs> so yeah, Dakota Johnson, <clears throat> like I think she did. Like like honestly, I felt her struggles. Like I was like, man, I can see what you're trying to do. You want to be a producer and everything like everything you're doing like when it comes to Cause man, it's it's a question of like your passion will drive you to do anything. Mm-hmm. And for she doesn't say how she's actually taking advantage of people or even using uh this other guy mm. the only thing that i was kind of like cringe at the end was when you, that that, that reveal i was like oh that was God. the worst I was thing like, i like oh. way to kill a movie like, for nothing i mean we had come so far <laughs> we came all this far bro come on <laughs> so i was majorly you know disappointed by that reveal so mm. if you haven't watched it i'm not going to reveal yeah let's not say just know but if you've just... watched it you know the reveal i'm talking about mm-hmm. i was like come on but also once i was done because i loved the actor um who played tracy ellis ross's son Mm. I forget his name. He's awesome. But mm. I've seen him in Waves. I he was mm-hmm. Did you see Waves? Really hated waves. Now, oh, let me tell you, oh, I was oh, conflicted oh, about oh, Waves oh, oh, because oh. it felt like two different hated. films. Yes, it was, but it's not. I loved the first half, the second half I was confused. It's called, but yeah. Um 
Kelvin Harrison Jr. Yes, that's him. Mm-hmm. So I've seen him in waves, but also mm-hmm. I saw him in um, seen him in small, small places, like trying to do his thing. Mm-hmm. So I really, but I was He's mind dope. blown by you know the fact that he could sing like that and everything. So I went. I even looked for the soundtrack and mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it was really good. So I really loved the high note. For me, it was such a very light. Mm-hmm. I think it was meant to be you know mm. a feel good because not every time you have to be <laughs> you have to watch something that is oh genius okay mm. oscar worthy whatever mm. like it's no so i enjoyed it i watched it the first time and i immediately watched it again the following day what? that's how much i loved it what yeah it's it, it rarely happens but like the following day i sat down again and watched it you know so why not what's your next pick mm. the next thing i want to talk about is harley quinn there's a series, an animated series of Harley Quinn. Mm. I love this series. Yeah. Do you watch animated cartoon in animated series? Occasionally, yeah. I think it would be worth watching. The only problem yeah. is I deleted it on my laptop Why? in a moment of desperacy. I needed space. Oh, mm. I get that. You know that moment. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Mm. I deleted mm. it. I feel so bad. You have to kill your darlings. <laughs> kill that one. Mm. Now, Harley Quinn... Did you watch Birds of Prey? Yes. Did you like it? Mm. No, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I had too much going on. I can only manage the cartoon. <laughs> Maybe mm. actually, if it could surprise me, I I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. But this is it's an adult animated series, mm. so it's super adult. They say fuck. They do. Oh, yeah. Nice. Proper, proper, proper. That's my favorite cast word. And. I can't even remember what sparked it. Anyway, I ended up... And a friend had told me that she had watched it. So I was like, okay, I need to get on it. It follows Harley Quinn just like the movie. She has mm. come out of... It starts with her breaking up with Joker. So she has, she breaks up with Joker. And the funniest thing about it... Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are best friends. Mm. It's a canon thing in the comic books. And I like this show also. It has made me start reading. I hadn't read ever, ever since lockdown started. <laughs> <until after. laughs> anyway... So, she's best friends with Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy is so cool. Guys, I can't believe... You know, there's something... You know, like, comic books are such a thing in our lives now because they dominate box office pre-COVID. I don't know if they will come back after COVID. But Poison Ivy, what I used to think about her... I've not watched even the movie that has Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, but I always thought of her as someone who who is seduction. Like, even when... uh, There's a movie called Poison Ivy and this whole thing is the character seduces people like she's a seductress mm. and that's how i always thought of her that is not her story poison ivy is an environmentalist she kills people who oh. destroy the environment oh that is Can so you cool fucking believe that that shit? is brilliant it is so cool mm. it is mm. the coolest thing i cannot believe and she has a character she's dark like she doesn't like people. That's her whole thing. But the only person she likes is Harley Quinn. We Queen. can relate, yeah. You know, she's so <laughs> relatable. So she has this conflict, which is the same thing that Harley Quinn has, where Harley Quinn is a villain, but with a conscience. So she's in that in-between. Mm. Or she's... They, I don't like the word anti-hero, but something like that. Yeah. Poison Ivy also has that same complex, where 
even like in the comics she like can do genocide but she's like you guys destroyed the planet you get like I'm, her, I'm doing Gahab the Lord's work yes like it you see how cause she will take it extra sometimes so that's when she goes full villain but most of the time she'll find she'll get like if Amazon is destroying is no the best example is you know how they wanted to cut off Mabira forest mm. Mm? like she'll come and kill those people <laughs> like for her, she's like you can't destroy the planet this is not good that's her whole game she's so cool so my thing about this show mm. Mm? two seasons Honey Queen and Poison Ivy. You look at them, you're like, eh, I wish they would be together. And the season one starts as like, eh, this is such a dream. Sorry to spell season two, they actually are together. They, okay, it's, I'm kind of spoiling, but <laughs> it goes there. It goes there. Mm. And I was so shocked. And it goes there and it goes there. I don't think it's done really, really well, but I just was so shocked that it went there. And I'll get to it. To find they are, in, even in the comics, they're both bisexual. Mm. They just weren't treating it really well in the comic books they kind of make it you know how comic books are you see the way that the cartoons are designed it's very fetishy so it's still very <laughs> fetishy but here it didn't feel that way which was really really nice and it's yeah poison ivy is the best and out, out of it poison ivy was my best thing give me a pick so let's see um there's this film it's called yes god yes so it's it's a small film but it's really about this it's a it's a film about a teenager exploring masturbation for the very first time and i remember when uh when i first saw what it was about and you know the title i was like wow this is interesting so really it explores this girl she's like um is it a short it's a feature you know it's a feature film Mm -hmm. yeah so where is it made from um I don't know. Is it, it's I, not I Hollywood. It's it is American. It is it's American. American. Yeah, okay. it's American. It has the lead actor is this chick from. Um, she's in Stranger Things. She's the girlfriend of. Mm. Uh, is it a new movie? Is it is a new movie. It came out this year. Mm. She's can just just let me, um, just let me also do that real quick. But like yeah, so she's a. Uh, She's she's in a she goes for a Christian camp mm-hmm. like you know Jesus camp, mm-hmm. and uh, at this camp you know she's she finds before no before she goes for the camp on the internet she discovers uh, masturbation somehow mm-hmm. you know so she's like so obsessed with her you know she's like mm-hmm. oh there's magic here you know so um, it explores that and she goes for Christian camp and then things unravel in a certain way mm-hmm. because they're supposed mm-hmm. to be christian and pious and you know what it's like you know being saved and a teenager like you are on fire for god <laughs> you know <laughs> so um i really loved it because of that it's explored and it's not even it's very it's explored in a very non because when you think a movie about a teenager exploring masturbation you would think maybe masturbating is all there is in some way but like it's approached in a very um like I feel like it reminded me of my own experience like when I was that age and like what it was like to discover your body in that sense. You're like, oh, okay. So this is what happened. This is what it is. And then you have so many questions by the same time. You're like, oh, won't I go to hell? Blah, blah, blah. Like it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you love um, the idea of women discovering their own bodies and taking ownership really of yeah and like taking ownership of their sexual you know sexuality or whatever i feel like you should definitely watch mm-hmm. yes god yes because it, i loved it for me it's like yeah i don't even say, say too much about it just yes. just go and watch i will yeah so did you see did you say anything i did i even have you there. seen her yeah she's this right. one then who's a sister to 
someone i don't know yeah she's a sister to the older yeah. brother mm. <laughs> i know that's not helping but just go and watch it just yeah. go and look for it i've seen yeah so that's my pick what is your next pick oh my wait can i pick. can i actually um that has reminded me mm. because and maybe i can just segue a bit it what that movie reminded me so much of uh chewing gum Oh, the TV show. Yeah, the TV show. Yes. Yes, of course, the first the first season mm-hmm. about you know uh, Tracy's character. Mm-hmm. No, Michaela. Yeah, Michaela Cole's Cole. character. Mm-hmm. She was so obsessed with losing her virginity, but she had <laughs> no idea. But it was so you know, hilarious. It was so hilarious. Yeah. So that's it. That's that's the kind of have thing. Have you watched I May Destroy You? Yeah, I did. Mm. Uh, did have you watched it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I think I loved it. Mm. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Mm. And I was so, I was so like mind blown. I was like, okay. And of course, it's not. I don't know. How I can put it like this is a very because the topic that it explores is a very tricky topic to explore, mm-hmm. and I read all sorts of. Um, articles and reviews and everything on the internet about how she may not have gotten certain things right and maybe how she's a really? rep- you know like well, a rep apologist she yeah, they're like oh she's a rep apologist and everything it's but her story it's though like, exactly so for me I was actually thinking about it in a way like you know what we live in a very I don't know like I feel like I am so over that I'm so over the critical lens mm. of uh, especially when it comes to for now this woman is telling this story it's her point of view it's what she experienced and i feel like most people actually struggled with that last that the final season the final episode and how it was exploring yeah, with, this, yeah but you see she was also exploring that with us and she gave us the opportunity to explore that ending with her mm. you know like how how do you deal because we've all anyone who has been harmed in any way it doesn't have to be rape or whatever like whatever it has been you've had moments where whoever has hurt you you've had it's like what do they call it like the the seven steps of i don't know like mm. you come from rage and there's denial there's all this and like she had mm. all these mixed feelings mm. at some point she felt compassionate towards this person she's like maybe he's you know he grew up in a home where he was being abused himself or whatever you know stuff like that like she went she wanted to see the full picture and then make a decision for herself but besides that part because i really don't want to dwell on that whatever you pick from that show or however you interpret it for me i'm i'm not a critic in that sense you know i just appreciate good stuff and i may destroy such a good show so i feel for me it like the way this was explored just from the beginning and showing how she was fighting not just with herself she was fighting everyone around her she was such a complete mess mm. but it's because she was trying and i like the idea of like i may destroy you kept on coming up as like she is she even the one destroying other people because of what she's dealing with you know and this person who she's trying to find out the person who almost destroyed her did he indeed destroy her you know mm so many questions it was brilliant i took it in and i'm i'm actually ready for a second for a rewatch you know yeah. i'm due for a rewatch yeah and i love the music and of course i loved michaela Cole, like she mm. did a great job and of course i loved kwame's storyline mm. like it's not every day that you see, you know you, you look at you know a, a queer man also exploring his own sexual assault you know mm-hmm. and the way it was portrayed was very very like we were seeing this journey 
it was really exploring consent that's what exactly that's what the whole you know mm. the show is you know primarily about and uh, of course her struggles as a writer and then having to deal the, the writer she adored turns out to be this you know I just loved how they explored all levels of consent and how certain things you don't think they you know because what stood out for me when it comes to how they explored the threesome in Italy Mm. Without giving any spoilers, yeah, yeah, yeah. she thought that she had, yeah, she thought she had, mm. you know, mm. but it turns out it was not consensual, mm. you know, and yet she thought she had her power, she was doing this thing in her own liberated mm-hmm. self, and then boom, nope, you got played, sis. So, Bleh. it really had, it was mm. so heartbreaking. I was like, so you mean a woman can go out there and think she has control of her body and she's doing all these things but then it turns out that nope you're still it was yeah. dark and I feel like I've kind of gotten but no and that's the thing about I may destroy like it gets heavy it gets real it's it gets raw funny. it gets funny mm. it was funny like mm. I love the relationships I loved you know like how they explored the, the female friendship there and how like this she's her own best friend feels so guilty because she put her in that situation she feels like she didn't you know like mm. she allowed for that to happen and that guilt but what could she have done like so much so much watch i may destroy you mm. michaela call is brilliant and i hope there's no second season why what's that tell i don't know i don't Maybe i want so. her friend to have more screen time um her the actress friend, no just i want more of her story because most of the time she was that her support system with the times we got with Italy, that was nice, but I would have liked more because she gets sentences that are about her. There's not much mm. from her, so I think there's I more characters to explore. Kwame ends up in a weird situation by the end. Yeah, her story is complete, but her characters around her aren't. So maybe if it's maybe if they issue. take that route, because mm. I feel like I've watched and read a couple of stuff online where she's like the possibility of a second season. <laughs> It's not you know, there. So not not that it's not there, yeah. but like it's like it's up to like you have to you can tell whether there's going to be a second season or not. Mm. And for me, after watching it, I was like, I can see if this stopped right here, I would be, be okay. okay with it. I can, and knowing in her past and how she dealt with chewing, chewing gum, gum and yeah. how the second season was, you know, literally like they bulldozed over her creativity and all that. I feel like maybe she doesn't want, unless she has the full trust of, which I think she does HBO, now. HBO is cool. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I think I also love the storyline. If we were to go in that route, really, I love the storyline of the couple mm. who are exploring, um, you know, the the open relationship, you know, the friends in the beginning. Mm. And then this guy turns out to have already this. I'm like, guys, this is supposed to be about honesty and all of that. But like, they explored so many things. And even the friend actually ending up in a relationship you know with a the trans man like i thought yeah. that was really beautiful and i'm so conflicted on the yeah the, the introduction of the trans man yeah it was so conflicted but i really feel like i don't know there's words he said i don't know if i'm down to say but i would not picture a trans man addressing themselves that way yeah i do, i think i might cut this but a man a trans man to be like there's a vagina in between my pants that's not the way trans yeah. people think. Like that's not the way trans men would speak. Because that's a thing trans people don't 
they do that not think of their soul. genitals. Yeah. It is just not a thing. It's not like and it's like rule oh, book number one. You get yeah. like to concentrate on a trans person's genitals, the thing that every cis person is asking them yeah. about and for them to introduce I can themselves see that. like that. Yeah. No. But I think now you can see where now mm. the the writing the weaknesses in the writing and in those spots mm. and it's so hard to be an artist like that to make everything I don't know. Like, of course, she has a team and everything, but there's always going, you're always going to miss something. Yeah, there's, there's no perfection. And I think even those things, I don't, there's no such thing as knowing everything. Yeah. Or getting everything right. Yeah. And you wouldn't be human if you got everything right. You can't know everything. Can I ask you, though, mm. um, the ending, the mm. first, the, the three options that it was supposed to end, which mm. one would you have chosen? You as you. Hmm. There's the first of all, the way she does it is really good mm. because she does the obvious ending. That's yes. the obvious ending that so many movies take. Yeah, so many. There's a literal rape revenge genre. Yes, so that is always it. always. I would hope I would not take that route. Mm. That would be like the obvious route if you're writing. Mm. Um, the second route with him going under the bed, I really, really, really hated it in terms of. <laughs> Not in like now I'm picking them apart as a whole. It's mm. so great, like giving you. It's, it's it's like looking at it. It's her fantasy of what she thinks. It's in her head, right? So it makes sense the way it does. The second one, especially if I'm writing it as someone who has not had the experience, I don't think I would ever go for the second one because that that entire ideology of thinking about like humanizing the rapist like this is a person humanizing them to find a way to get to the end because all this is you trying to get past it yeah i don't like it and it's been done before and i hate it and mm. men tend to do it more than anything mm-hmm. so that would also be a no yeah the third one is the more intriguing one mm-hmm. where they switch roles and she's basically she making love to her back. yeah like imagining herself in a power position to me that's the more interesting one I don't know if of the three it's the one I would choose mm. it's the one I would choose although I remember when I was watching it I was like <laughs> the thought I had was like <laughs> <laughs> what 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 you know I, yeah, I kept thinking of how like straight people have like a standard power dynamic mm. and I was like just reversing it is what you think gives you power like to Aww. me I was thinking that's not that's <laughs> That was what went in my head, but yesterday, okay, yesterday okay. I was talking about it with someone, and yeah. he said, like the way they interpreted it was different. Because mm. me, I think I'm a mean watcher. I watch movies in a very mean way, so like I, I, don't I do. Know. I understand yeah. that. I do that sometimes. Yeah. As well, at some point, you're like, you know, what, you've got to leave. I just and like you know, I just watch stuff, and if you don't like it, you're like, oh, just leave it. Yeah. But of the three, I would have chosen that. By yeah. yeah. I think for Which me, one would you choose? Uh, the third one as well mm. though I will not lie I am such because of what we have been told and for me not even been told but like I've also watched a, a, a number of I mean if you've have you seen Death Proof it's a Quentin Tarantino the Quentin Tarantino film yeah no, well, it wasn't exactly a revenge reprimand it wasn't no it wasn't but it was a revenge where these women like literally like beat this man Oh, mm. so for me like that's one of my favorite actually mm. Quentin Tarantino movies um, so 
when I first watched that scene and then of course there was you know Janelle Monet playing you know, the dancer day I was like yes get this mom get him bit him up I felt so satisfied in yeah. a way but now like, I feel like that's exactly what Michaela was going for yeah. that initial need to hurt yeah. to set things straight mm-hmm. even things out but then mm. you can never really even things out no it's, it's impossible just, it's, it's a so, fantasy it's a fantasy yeah. so for me that first one i related with it very you know because like yeah like bit bit him up but then when i saw the second one, i was like okay but then the third one came in and i was like oh okay mm. i like what you've said about like you know how straight people have this whole <laughs> you know cuz like she what she she pegged him or whatever, and then yeah. and then like <laughs> Oh god. So um I feel like no, I'm just saying oh good because I'm like I don't I hope no one like, there's people who think that you know we are like decent human beings out here. But then I hope they don't listen to this. But <laughs> so when I see the third uh, option I'm like okay. Okay. Now that you've put that in my head I'm like okay my nasta pegging whatever. But like when she does actually say Okay, I can now let you go. Like that is her releasing herself. Mm. Because it's not even just about that situation in any situation in life really. Mm. Whether it's you've been hurt or disappointed or whatever, it's up to you to like say. And I feel it was very it's a bit cheesy and what not, but it mm. works. You know, I was like, okay, she's like okay, I've decided to let this go. <laughs> and whether she let go immediately or it took her some more time and maybe if there's a season two it can explore that. But I also really love the third. Um, yeah, I think the third. Yeah. I think even like by the time to make that third, the third, mm-hmm. she must have thought about it in a very particular yeah. way. Yeah. But I like that she had those three options. Mm. It was she could have chosen one. It's a, it's a, it's a great. I like the in that moment, like when she's doing the rape revenge ending. Like going from a feeling of disappointment to intrigue was a very nice experience mm-hmm. to have. So um, I forget whether it was your pick or mine, but because that know. was both. Me, me, I have one final one okay. after that. Yeah, you can go give ahead. All your picks. Mm. Wait, I don't know. Let me first ask you: Have you watched Black Is King? I did. Yeah, mm. I really enjoyed it. Mm. I don't know if I can go back to it. It was pretty much mm. you'll watch it in the moment you feel all the glory of your your blackness and your ancestors and all and. Mm. like yay okay then <laughs> then you move on yeah i don't yeah. know if i can it's not something i go back to i if i did maybe it would be like a, further down the road in a couple of months but i feel it was it was beautifully short i feel like she had such great direction you know mm. with her you know and the the co-directors mm. so but yeah i feel like it's so hard to I really don't know. I feel like I've, I've gotten to this place where like we have put Beyoncé on this pedestal that for me it has kind of like taken a certain element of you know like when you're a big fan mm. I don't know. It's like you're always expecting something from I don't know how I can put it like I feel like she's on this pedestal and I know I should remove her from it mm. but it's like Beyonce, what is she going to do wrong? You know, but of course there's stuff that she's gotten wrong. You know, so, but yeah, I also don't dwell on it so much because it's not the same as, um, for example, if I was to think about a movie made by like maybe my favorite director, or you get like 
that's not the kind of those are not the kind of stories I'm trying to tell. Mm-hmm. No, okay, that's not the kind of medium. I don't know how to put it, but yeah, I just appreciate and I move on. But also, I feel like our behaviness or whatever mm-hmm. kind of doesn't do Beyonce. You know, I don't think it's. I feel like there's a harm to it in a way. I don't know. What do you think? Her popularity, I don't. I think it's it's like a price of popularity. Mm. If you look at like it's, I always try to think of it like Game of Thrones. Like it was oh. such at a peak of popularity, and it will go, it will go, it will go. Then she will get extreme of everything. So mm. she gets an extreme of everything. She gets an extreme of love. She gets an oh, extreme of criticism. Yeah. yeah. So it's polarizing on two different ends. Yeah. So even when I feel weird about, I don't know. It's it's a, and she's not critic proof. Nothing should ever be critic proof. Yeah. It's, it's you, you should be sad if you're not getting any critic mm-hmm. because you don't matter. You'll yeah. get critic because you matter. Mm. So, with Black is King, I think what you're saying is was my feeling entirely the first time I saw it. No, the second time. I found myself watching three times now. Mm. I watched it on my own. Some people came here and watched it. Then I went to someone's home and I found them watching it. And so I've gone through iterations of having so many discussions about this film. I don't personally feel strongly about it. I've just found myself talking about it more than I need to or want to. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I watched it. I was like, cute. And I wanted to move on. I was ready. I'm like, this is not something I need to dwell on. But somehow I found myself in situations where yeah, I because then... Because everyone is talking about it. Yeah, and I, I don't even like that style. I don't even like lemonade. Like, I don't understand that format of putting mm. videos together and then calling it a movie. That thing doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so, I don't... But then, it has then put me in a space where I've formed an opinion. Really, because mm. of being in so many times watching it and yeah. talking about it. And I realized on the second watch... One thing I love Beyonce, of course, duh, but I love Homecoming so much. I love Homecoming, yes, so much. All it's all about Black American culture, not my culture. But there's, you know, it's like about art and being personal. When it's personal, it's more effective. Yes, that's how I feel. Yeah, Homecoming really feels very personal. It's really well done. Yeah. It just feels so personal. And she's in her strongest elements. She's performing. Yes. And she's performing about a past that she's been in. Yes. Black is King feels well intentioned. Like it must it, it mm. feels like a phase in life. Also, like I don't know how like black how Americans you'd... work. I always will never say I understand black Americans. <laughs> we like that, but we will never understand them. They don't understand us either. That's the thing. They don't understand us either. <laughs> we equate on things like our parents beat us. Like we equate on those yeah, things. Yeah. But fundamentally within no. we don't really understand each other. Yeah, I think so there's yeah. a block and the thing is you look you while you're watching it you can tell. She does not know. She has a, there's a blind, there's like there's, a blind spot. There's, 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 there's just a distance to this work. Yeah. So it, I, the, it creates a distance for me. And I feel like even the um, all the African artists that she brought on board, great, you know, mm. great for them. But I feel like still it was very. Now imagine if you had gotten all these people and you had removed Beyonce. Mm. I mean, I feel like that honestly, like. Not in a shady way. I feel like if you had like all these African artists mm. come together in this way without having to wait on 
you know, Beyonce, whatever, um, and they did something that, you know, but they don't have that kind of, you know, privilege and, you know, all of that, so it makes a lot of sense, but I feel like again, she made the right move by getting all these acts in this, because now it's all about, it, Black is King is about Black uh, black ancestry, but also it's an Afro-pop film. I, it's it's Lion King. Yeah, it's it's like that, that, the, the constant Lion King things were so. They of course, they were, yeah, Lion people. King was all over it. But I love Lion King. I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of the the live action. But do you but think like, of I, your ancestry when you watch Lion King? That's the difference. It no. just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that I've never thought about it like that. It's just the first time I'm thinking about no, it right now. It's, there's no connection. And the Lion King that I, I watched growing up mm. was for me what, what would make it what what like stood out for me at the time watching it was bravery, being brave mm. you know, but also for a kid like I don't know, like I don't even think I was thinking about bravery, now that's something that I'm remembering in like an adult lens or whatever mm. but it was just good to see the bad guy lose and the good guys win yeah, yeah. basic storytelling <laughs> yeah. effective, exactly that's Disney for you, mm. so Speaking of, mm. I watched Mulan last night. I have it. I'm going to oh, watch it. Oh, you should watch it. I loved it so really? much. Really? Okay. I loved it, it so much. I changed my screensaver immediately. Oh, like that's that's on your Yeah, on my phone. I was so. You watched the cartoon? No, I wa- I, I put the cartoon, but I watched the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but I loved it so much. I was like, okay, it was such such a Disney movie, but yeah, it was still really good. And I feel like we've missed out on watching it in the theaters, you know, because it was such a cinema movie, you know. Nice, I'm ready to watch it. But today. yeah, watch it. I'm ready to watch it again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I can get obsessed sometimes. Yeah. I just go like here, yeah. but I loved it. Okay, yeah, I can just run through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe what mm-hmm. I have. Um, this is really based on um, because most of the stuff I mentioned was really like new stuff. Mm-hmm. But I want to go into old some of the old stuff I watched. Mm. I watched the Watermelon Woman. Oh yeah, I you bought it for you. That. Yeah, yes. you're going to watch it. It's basically about this uh, black lesbian woman who is trying to um, retell the history of mummies, like the mummy mm, wasn't like gone in the wind mm. and everything. So it's a very interesting like docu film type kind of film. Yeah, and it's uh, by Cheryl Dunier. She's very like I knew of her work, but I'd never seen the Watermelon Woman, and I knew I had to get it. So when I learned how to download stuff during lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> I got the Watermelon Woman. Let's see. I watched. You watched the Love Witch. Yeah, yeah. yeah we talked about the Love Witch. About, yeah, yes. I loved it. Oh, mm-hmm. I think she's brilliant. Okay. Did you see the other lamb? I'm going to watch it this weekend. Oh, sure. Not yet. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. This but I weekend. think yeah. So there's the other lamp. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go into detail, but I'm just giving. Mm. Yeah. So the old guard. Did you see it? Yeah. How was it? It was okay. Yeah. Exactly. Me did too. Did you like it? Very I much? liked it, but I feel like at the same time, I I'm a big fan of the filmmaker. Um, Gina mm. Price. Yeah, Gina Prince. Gina Prince. Gina Prince yeah, black yeah. food or by the wood. I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> I call myself a fan. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to fix that. You know that thing but, where you hear a white person say something first. Yeah. So then it becomes your way of saying. It. Yeah. I had white people say her name first. Oh, <laughs> so you're saying they black said food. Gina Prince Bythewood. Oh, 
Okay, so I think um, I'm I'm a huge fan. I mean, I love love and basketball. Yeah, Beyond the lights, I've seen it like ten times. What? You know, I this you know like those films that you just put on uh. just to like have company when you're doing other stuff. Uh. That's what I do with you know I have other movies like that. But Beyond the Lights is one of them. Uh. Like yeah, so I saw Body Heat. It's a 1981 movie, and when I watched it, I, I asked myself mm-hmm. if Timothy. Watch this movie before because s- it's noir. He's yeah, noir. It's he's really noir. likes noir. Yeah. I asked yeah. myself, did Timothy watch this film mm-hmm. before making a scary? Eh. Because the whole film fatal thing and whatnot. I was eh. like, and when I see him, I need to ask him. Mm-hmm. I watched. Uh, I watched. I've been watching a lot of Living Single. I think that's it. I watched. I watched Sister Act. I love Sister Act. Back in the habit. Oh my god. I I re Because I had too much time on my hands. <laughs> but yeah, that's you know, that's pretty much yeah, I did yeah. I watched a lot of stuff, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm, I think I have only two two honorable mentions. Mm. Mm, no Bambi. Yeah, two. Because, yeah, Miss Juneteenth was one of them. The assistant, did you watch the assistant? I saw the assistant. It's actually on my list, but because I know I have a long list, I've had to skip some stuff. Like, the assistant and first count. Yeah. Those are my two. Anyway, we need to end. We have been on for long. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you for having so me. Much. This has been really fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Be back since you're my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to do this at night PS next time. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you too. Yeah. Thank you and thank you for listening. I'm this is Cinema Red I'm Sharon. I'm Brenda. Bye guys.